0: Hello, and welcome to our podcast. We are your hosts today, Sydney Day. Schrody Schrodinger, a.k.a. Aaron Smith. This one is called the Enneagram. Non. Experts. Yes. We would love to say a quick thank you to our sponsors today. Our zero sponsors that we have. We have zero sponsors. Yes. This is a thank you in advance for all of you who will be signing up to sponsor yes, us after today. A check. Lots of money. Venmo. We accept anything. Cash App. Anyway, um, moving
1: past that. La, 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 Luda. Chris. That's me. That's not you. Identity theft is not a crime. Yeah, you guys asked me. Identity theft is a crime. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. Anyway.
0: That was our celebrity feature for this week's podcast, Luda Chris. Thanks for being here, man. No, oh, he already left. Mm. That's awkward. He, okay. he has
1: a lot of the things to do. He's making money. He's making things happen for himself. He's making Luda Christmas Part 2. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, welcome back to our podcast. I have some things to say. Do you? Yeah. Do you have things to say? I, are they actually related to the anagram, or you just want to get things off your chest? I just have had
0: a really long day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, Erin...
0: Yeah. We just wrapped up all nine of our guest interviews. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot actually. Wow. No, I'm just <laughs> Um. Anyway, so we, you know, we had this. That's wild. This yeah. Is a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. And we've gotten through all nine types, nine interviews that have been fantastic. If you haven't checked them out yet, mm-hmm. go listen to them because we got to hear I, from people from every Enneagram
1: type and their unique experiences. In I the honestly world. think every single type. Gave something to the table. Like, there wasn't a type where I was like, yeah, hey, that interview could have gone better. Like, mm-hmm. every every interview we've had was just perfect. Yeah, we had some amazing guests. Yeah. And amazing hosts. Kind of hosts. blew my mind. I mean, <laughs> the hosts are what make this podcast. <laughs> just
0: saying. Um, yeah, so check those out. But moving forward, we're going to have a little bit different kind of pattern. Um, with our
1: podcast, we're mixing it up. We're, we're being up. spontaneous. We're channeling our inner seven. That's
0: right. Look at us <laughs> go! <laughs> <laughs> so moving forward, we're going to keep our format of mini pods and kind of what these are. Mini pods are more so kind of fun and lighthearted. We're talking about stereotypes of the types and what they would do in fun and different situations, and kind of talking about TV shows and a lot of that lighthearted stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna mix in some new series on um, the other weeks that those mini pods aren't coming out. So there's not just gonna be one series. We have a couple things coming up for y'all to look forward to. You wanna tell them about one of our upcoming series coming out? Relationships.
1: What? Well, tell me what it is. Well, we're gonna be exploring different relationships, um, one being our own friendship. And also just different people that we know, and it's going to be very exciting, and if you don't tune in, like, that's on you. Yeah, we get to, we're going to have a
0: lot more guests, so, I mean, our, like Erin said, our guests have been so great, we want mm-hmm. to bring more people on, and some returning guests will be back. Mm-hmm. We're still deciding. <laughs> if they pass their additions. Yeah. It'll be a
1: $50 fee.
0: <laughs> um, we need a headshot and everything. Yeah, exactly. But no, we'll be able to talk about different types in relationship with one another, um, and then we're also going to do some other series that will just be the two of us, so mm-hmm. similar format to a mini pod, but we will be diving further into some more serious topics mm-hmm. of the Enneagram,
1: researched, in-depth, so not as lighthearted and stereotype-focused, yeah. but we really want to like teach you guys. Yeah, and and some of the topics we're going to go over are pretty serious, that we we want to make sure that we're not sending the wrong message and... Making sure we get experts' opinion, too, mm-hmm. on these big topics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep, exactly. We are the non-experts. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so for some of these more serious episodes, we are going to be referencing, you know, the experts' We have books we've read. We've got tons of online Um, resources. Audibles for me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's still a book. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It could be. Audible sponsor us. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, anyway, before we get into today's episode, I want to give you a quick reminder about our awesome Mm. content on Patreon. Patreon.
1: And our first patron today Mm -hmm. received their exclusive merch. The coolest mugs ever coolest because they have our beautiful faces on them they have our faces yeah which i'm not gonna lie they turn out really dope actually Mm -hmm. like hear that like actually i would drink out of my face i would drink out of my head you you do don't you drink with your lips And your mouth? (laughs) Uh, Funny. (laughs) Good one.
0: Yeah, so Um, anyway, check out our Patreon. We'll we'll leave the link as always in the show notes. Uh and it starts at five dollars and you can become a patron at different levels, but five is the cheapest. Five a month. I mean, come on. That's that you spend more than that daily on your coffee, so That's true.
1: I as a barista I can attest to that. Yeah. I'm sure people spend a lot more than five dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway probably three times a day too. Yeah, exactly. So if you can afford that you can afford a yeah. podcast.
0: Um but not to make this intro so long. Mm-hmm. Like I always hate when podcasters do that. Like they talk forever at the intro, I always just skip over it. I can't believe really? I'm saying that. But now we're those people. <laughs> now I get Don't it. skip over this intro.
1: I know, I'm like, I get it now. I don't know, I feel like this is fun. You gotta let the people know. Yeah. What's going on. Yeah. What's going on? Should we get into this episode? Yeah, okay. Alright. At the count of three, we're going to say the theme of the episode. Okay. (laughs) One, two, three. Growth! Growth. Wow, that was very in (laughs) sync. We just started a band. You have already are a singer, but (laughs) still. You should let me in. (laughs) we got to do it in harmony next time. Okay. One, two, three. Growth! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Almost at it. Grow. grow. Something I need desperately. <laughs> anyway, in case you couldn't understand what we we're saying, because that's kind of a hard word to like scream. It's growth. 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 Like a plant grows, or like Aaron doesn't grow. Mm, yeah. but you will after you hear our tips from today's okay episode. but not like that i mean oh. physically oh. <laughs> <laughs> five foot one <laughs> for a long time well
0: i don't know if we're gonna be able to help our listeners physically grow <laughs> wow. but we can help mm-hmm. them emotionally spiritually mentally grow mm-hmm. do you think yeah so we're going to be diving in today. We're going to go one type at a time, and we're mm-hmm. going to give uh, just another brief overview of the type, kind of like what is their main motivation. Their biggest and, fear. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about some key patterns, like some of the more unhealthy
1: patterns that the type can take on, and then we'll go into how to overcome those. Which and is the most important thing out of this episode. If you, If you ignore everything we say and just focus on the one part of growth in your type, uh-huh. then that's all we want. So,
0: we're gonna be splitting this podcast episode into two parts. Today's episode will include types nine through type five. And then, coming in a couple weeks, we will have the, the rest of the types. What
1: are those gonna be, Erin? Those are the best types. Just kidding. Um, I didn't say. Those are gonna be one, two, four. Any gram types. No,
0: so this one will be nine through five, and then we'll have four through one in a couple weeks. And so don't worry if your type isn't in this episode. Your episode is coming soon.
1: Okay, are you ready? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Okay, we're going to be talking first about the nines. The Nine, nines. nine. nine. So as we've said many times, nines are the peacemakers. So their biggest fear is rocking the boat, essentially. Yeah, I like that. Yeah,
0: that's a good way to put it. They, they don't rock want, the boat. They don't want to cause conflicts. They they really don't want things to be off. So whether internally or externally, they don't want chaos. They don't want any. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like conflict, mm-hmm.
1: but again, internal or external. Yeah, and so one of the big things that they sort of um, struggle with is they have a problem with forgetting themselves and more easily go along with the wishes and will of others because they're so adamant of not rocking the boat that they kind of just a lot of times nines will um, because they don't want to cause conflict they'll kind of go along with whatever anyone else thinks or feels that sometimes they don't even remember what they think or feel so they kind of Forget about themselves, which is I think a huge problem in nines, because they're valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, their voices yeah. matter, and so one thing to grow is like almost like giving yourself affirmations to like, what do I feel? What do I think? Yeah, no, I it, totally like nines. That's a big
0: quality of a nine that can become unhealthy is this shutting themselves down, becoming self forgetting in service of others or in service of keeping the peace and and being so worried about what other people want um yeah.
1: so remember ex- yourself
0: yeah that's the first yeah. step is just you know as a nine and you want to grow is is really just asking yourself like what do I want what do mm-hmm. I think and what do I value
1: when I think also for those who really struggle with it some nines will to become more healthy they'll even ask one of their friends to say please ask me what Mm -hmm. I want because Mm -hmm. sometimes and even sometimes I struggle with that it's like I need somebody to like ask me because then I people will automatically or nines will automatically just be like well what do they want Mm
0: -hmm. you know yeah and I think that's really important is as a nine and this might sound very challenging to do um and it's uncomfortable but that's that's where growth comes from is being in that uncomfortable space um but really telling your loved ones exactly what Erin just said like don't be afraid to tell people like hey I need you to ask me more often for my opinion yeah I you know tell people that's like a a boundary you can put up is like I need in order to feel respected Mm -hmm. I need you to ask me what
1: I think when I think that a lot of people especially nines forget that conflict can be a good thing yeah so um, one thing that knights could do is ref- reframe conflict as a good thing that brings you closer to people. Because, you know, if you're being honest and you're being honest with somebody else, you know, you're growing in your relationship. Because if one person's mm-hmm. just deciding everything and it's very one-sided and you're not actually happy with the decisions, then what's the point? Almost.
0: Yeah. And again, like if you are, are self-forgetting and you're shutting yourself out you're not allowing other people to truly get to know you. And so if you want to build deeper connections and actually become closer to people, it's Mm -hmm. important to let yourself be heard because that's the only way to like truly connect with another person. And so that again is, is a huge growth step for you as a nine Mm -hmm. is remembering, remembering that like you, your opinions are important and they're what make you, you. And um, that's what people will
1: love about you ultimately. Yeah, one advice that I, I really love is uh practice giving feedback to people you trust.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: nines are so afraid of rocking the boat, but like if you're with someone you trust mm-hmm. that you can, you know, say your opinions to, I think those relationships could really help you further yourself in other relationships.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and especially and remembering like feedback doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It's not yeah. always negative. You can give someone very kind feedback. Um, but at least you're saying it, say it in a nice way. And Mm -hmm. so that can kind of help you reframe it as like not being a conflict or
1: confrontational. You're more so doing what is appropriate and helpful by giving feedback. Like I'm doing this thing. I need you to give me my feedback so I can do this thing better instead of, you know, having you walk around eggshells or something.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... While we're kind of discussing all these tips towards growth, it's also important to mention again, and and we've covered this in previous podcasts, but we'll really dive into it a little more today, that each Enneagram type starts to appear similar to another type when they're in growth. So they start to take on some of the healthy qualities Mm -hmm. of another type. For type 9s, they go to type three. In their growth. So they start to take on qualities of the three, which might look like setting goals Goals, for themselves, being really um, dedicated to their work and forward moving and kind of making space for themselves and being seen. Um, So while you're on your path to growth, what's really helpful for a nine who wants to grow is observe the threes in your life Mm -hmm. and see what they're doing that you wish you could do (laughs) and that you want more of and find those qualities and then take baby steps to start you know moving in that direction because that is what health will look like for for you because i think
1: there's one thing to be like I always think of the song by One Direction, uh, If You Ever Feel Alone, Don't, which is so like, <laughs> it's like, okay, we're telling you as a nine, be more direct. Like, that's not, I don't think that's necessarily helpful, but I hope that's like looking at people who are more direct is helpful, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: No, it is true. And I think a nine can really learn learn from three in the sense of like threes are kind of an entertainer and they like they like the attention they like to share their opinion Mm -hmm. and that's something that a nine often will really shy away from and if you start to just like challenge yourself and again get out of your comfort zone and try to take on those qualities you will be amazed at how great you feel
1: all right nines we love you round of applause for the nines um and one other feature i want
0: to point out today um we do have affirmations Oh yes. each
1: type. I apologize in advance. This is not a joke. Um, I just can't help myself sometimes. No, these are legitimate affirmations, but look. <laughs> so, we gotta do what we gotta nines. do. this one's for you. This is what you gotta say. You gotta look in that mirror. Power pose. You <laughs> gotta be like, my opinion matters. Disagreement helps me understand and become closer to others. I am worthy of taking up space. Yeah, so nines, you're close. worthy. You are worthy,
0: baby. Yes. So take those with you today. Mm-hmm. Take them. Take it. <laughs> Moving on, we're gonna talk about eights a little bit. All right. So, again, brief overview the type eight, their core fear mm-hmm. is feeling weak. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable mm-hmm. and being controlled by other people. Um, so what their their desire is then is is the opposite. They want to be in control and protect themselves and others. So often with this this desire and fear, eights can tend to rebel against others, um, against authority or against others' opinions and limitations, and though this can be a really good thing, all right? They're not blindly following rules. Um, it can be damaging, damaging when taken too far because what that can do is actually limit the eight more than free them. Because when you are rebelling against someone else just for the sake of rebelling against them, you are not allowing yourself to open to new opportunities, to mm-hmm. open to maybe learning from other people. And from- kind of shutting yourself off. Yeah, exactly. So though rebelling makes you feel like you have control, a really important step towards growth is going to be realizing and remembering that that's not true control because you are actually limiting yourself more than you are expanding yourself by denying this opportunity Mm -hmm. um, that is being given to you. So um, another thing to remember in those situations uh, in order to move towards growth type eights is that there are multiple versions of truth. And when you ask yourself who has authority over the truth and why is my truth, ultimately the best, you'll come to find that oftentimes people have great insights. Mm-hmm. And when you are just automatically shutting them down, you're, you're not allowing those insights to come through. And man, you will grow so much if you allow that input to come through and really just hit your heart. <laughs> and it allows you to expand even more. Another behavior that eights often engage in is they have, like we mentioned, and I'll talk directly to you, you tie baits Mm -hmm. out there, you often will act from a place of power and strength, which again can be so amazing. But when it gets detrimental and dangerous is when you are really overcompensating for um, a feeling of powerlessness and weakness. And so you have this perceived weakness and powerlessness and in order to protect yourself, you go into this place of like over force and Mm -hmm. power. And so when you're feeling that way, what is really important that you really do a pulse check on yourself and you take a moment and think, what am I actually feeling and thinking in my head, in my heart right now? And you ask that before you take action. AIDS are action, people.
1: I agree. I think that a lot of times the eights that I've known when I've seen them get aggressive, I'm like, but why are you getting so angry over this? Like, what's yeah. the reason that you have to get angry over, you know, this little thing?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's true because it it feels powerful to get yeah. angry. Like, do you right. need to feel heard? Like, mm-hmm. why though? Right. So that's a great question for the eights is mm-hmm. ask yourself why, where is this coming from? And why is this coming up for me? And use that feeling of aggression to actually clue you in to the Mm -hmm. fact that there is something else going on in you under the surface. Because I
1: think sometimes aggression isn't a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But you're like, why am I... No, I I feel like it's a good, um, like you just said, like a good insight for you. Like sometimes I feel like when I'm angry over something that I'm like, that's so silly. Like Mm -hmm. why am I actually angry at that?
0: Mm -hmm. And I swear every time that anger comes up, it's really pain that's underneath Mm. it. And that is something I know, you eights, it's hard for you to admit that vulnerability and that feeling
1: hurt. Because I think vulnerability like in society means that a lot of times you feel like you're weak. Yeah. And that's eights' biggest fear. Right.
0: It's this perceived weakness. But that actually brings me perfectly to the next thing I was going to say. Another tip for growth for you eights is start to reframe vulnerability in your mind, because I know it's hard to be vulnerable and it makes you feel weak and small and like you can be taken advantage of. But the truth is true strength can actually come from vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You're being true to yourself. You are actually able then to ask for what you really need and want instead of just like powering through with this kind of false powerful self you are actually recognizing and celebrating that part of you that really just yearns for this love and connection and whatever it is and and you are valuing the truest part of yourself and to me
1: that's strength yeah because it's hard it's not just an ab workout. <laughs> yeah, that's the real strength. Yeah,
0: the, the ab workout. That's how you grow yourself physically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and again, eight is in growth. They also appear like another type. And
1: I know someone who knows a lot about the type that eight appears as. Eights going to twos. Mm-hmm. Um. So a lot of times. To grow, there'll be a lot more, um, you know, twos. They're they're the helpers. And so eights will use that sort of uh, leader-like quality to kind of help the -hmm. people around them. And, um, you know, a lot of times they'll use maybe some of that aggression for things that really matter in the world, like um, world hunger, like racism or stuff like that, Um, like channel it more into areas that really need our focus.
0: Um, 100%. Yeah. They can really use that twos kind of giving heart and twos are also known to be a lot more sensitive. And so mm-hmm. kind of channeling that sensitivity, eights yeah. can learn to recognize and be more sensitive to the needs of others, mm-hmm. um, emotional needs and vulnerability, and they can have more of a desire to kind of engage in, in
1: love and care and comfort. Yeah. Cause I think that can be hard for eight. I know eights, have that inside of them but sometimes it is hard for Mm -hmm. them to show it because of their basic fears and I think when they you know they have that strength to do that I think it really um I don't know I just everyone loves eights that are like that
0: yeah people who are like that (laughs) yeah so so eights while you're on your path to growth look at the twos in your life Mm -hmm. and find the qualities in them
1: that you really value there's so many (laughs) yeah. <laughs> just as a two. There's so many two qualities that are just amazing. Yeah. Just but there is. There, yeah. there really are. And like,
0: especially to an eight and eights, it might be hard at first to see it because you do want to be so tough and strong and, and that's awesome. But look at your two friends and see how much you value them for what they give to you and then see how you can move towards that. And that is going to be your ultimate growth. Mm-hmm. Now, Let's we got some affirmations. affirmations. We are just right right from the start getting you to be a little vulnerable, and I want you to say these affirmations to yourself. Oh, my gosh, you almost spoiled the first
1: affirmation because oh. it was literally that. Are you ready? Vulnerability is true strength. It's okay to let go. In fact, it's freeing. Others' opinions matter, and give me a well-rounded understanding of the world. Mm. My weaknesses make me human. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's good, because then you would be an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Or a horse. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our little sevens. You know, little troublemakers. All right, let's go to sevens, basic desires. And that's contentment. <laughs> contentment. To be happy is another synonym mm-hmm. for that. And their biggest fear is to not be happy. So they will do whatever it takes to make them happy. Yeah. They're kind of just wild, wild beings. They're just seeking out the the pleasures of yes. life. You know, that's something I strive for, too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who doesn't, honestly? Um, so these are some interesting little things that the sevens unfortunately tend to do but because they're so focused on pleasure sometimes they use that to escape the pain Mm -hmm. and it's hard because you know I think a lot of times uh, people use like distractions to escape their pain which means they never end up dealing with that pain.
0: Yeah, like it feels great in that moment that you yeah. are escaping, but that's that's no long term solution, and eventually the pain is gonna catch up.
1: Yeah, and so one way is like making sure you're you're mindful of the movement from pleasure to pain, like just being mindful, like sitting down, maybe doing a like a meditation mm-hmm. or something. Oh, being able of. to make the con- conscious choice to stay with difficult experiences and learn that they can survive and grow from them. I think that's. Uh, Keeping yourself in those difficult experiences so that you can grow from it, I think, is just a huge strength to have.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you learn, you know, type 7s, you'll learn at the other side of that pain is further happiness. Mm -hmm. Because you have overcome the pain and you don't have to run from it anymore. So that's, like, true contentment. And I can
1: see the appeal of, like, distracting yourself and being happy all the time. But I also think, like... Sometimes you need to have these real conversations. And Uh especially if, like, a loved one is in pain, like, I feel like you can't have that happy face on all the time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to be there for someone else. Yeah. No, I said that weird, but you get what I'm saying. All right. uh, Recognize the pleasure of your pain and the pain that comes from living only for pleasure. Ooh, that is deep, baby. Regular reminders... To this effect, help Sevens reverse the belief that they have to avoid pain through pleasure to be okay and allow them to engage in the work of becoming more open to transversing all of their inner terrain. Interesting. Yeah,
0: I really, I I like this piece of advice because, Sevens, this is saying that it's almost like we just mentioned, like pain can lead to pleasure When you get to dive in and overcome it, learn about yourself and come out Mm -hmm. the other side a better and, you know, a bigger and better person. So that is pure pleasure. And the flip side of that is that pain can actually come from pleasure because while you are distracting yourself from your pain, all that's doing is further pushing that pain down, solidifying it. And it is just like bubbling up and boiling up inside of you. Um, and, and the, the temporary pleasure can only last so long before Mm -hmm. that's going to burst and it's going to be more painful than it think of
1: In my head, I think of just one example of like, you know, two people arguing and then I feel like a stereotypical sevens response would, you know, distract themselves from the pain and they would just like try to escape or leave, but that problem is still going to be there. Yeah. And so you have to kind of come back, work through it and then. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's done. Then you don't have to deal with it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and then your relationship just can grow. Exactly. You can't have a good relationship unless you have those difficult conversations. Like, yeah. And I'll keep yeah. saying this, Sevens. That is true contentment. That's not running away
0: from pain. It's mm-hmm. not masking pain. It's it's dealing with it so that you can be truly happy, and
1: that's what you want. Exactly. So, Yeah. Um, So another thing that sevens tend to do is confusing indulgence and freedom from limits with love. Wait, slow down.
0: Oh. Oh. Confusing indulgence and freedom from limits with with love. love. So the idea that sevens, you think that indulging and being free is the same as
1: experiencing love. Um, Sometimes I'm sure it really feels that way. Oh, interesting. There's this famous philosopher... Um, Soren Kierkegaard, I'm definitely Kierkegaard. Sure. Kierkegaard famously said that anxiety is the dizziness of freedom. Hmm. That's interesting. Sevens can use this idea to remind themselves that anxiety is an, an inherent part of being free. I just feel like all of these emotions, pain, anxiety, like they're all human emotions. Mm-hmm. Like if you're experiencing them, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And I think sevens sometimes feel like it's a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. they shouldn't feel sad. Yeah. Because other people have it worse or something. Right. And I feel like that's just reiterated in their mind, and so Mm -hmm. they don't really... Like, you can be sad. You can be sad that you dropped your donut or something. (laughs) Like, it's okay. It's okay, sevens. No, I love that. And then uh, this idea that, like,
0: freedom and indulgence is Mm -hmm. equal to love is, is just a myth because I think sevens, you can confuse pleasure... Pleasurable experiences with love. Um, but remember that when you are denying all these parts of yourself and shutting them down, that is is there's a lack of depth. So yeah. that's not really love. And love is
1: painful. Love requires yeah. pain
0: yeah. to be in
1: love. Oh my gosh. It's love is true. pain. If you take anything <laughs> away from this, just kidding. <laughs> So another one is living for or in the future as a way of avoiding being present now. So I think sometimes sevens don't focus on the now because they're always like, how many things can I do at once? Or like what, I don't know, I feel like they're, because of this like constant distracting, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, what's next? Yeah. I'm bored, what's next? Mm -hmm. How
0: can I get more and more and more, you know, fun and indulgence and all that instead of you know being really truly present with the 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 moment Mm -hmm. which means accepting like hey i don't feel good right now yeah (laughs) so something towards towards growth for a seven would be to sit in the present moment and ask yourself what is really true right now how do i really feel right now um and dare to sit in it yeah for a
1: second scary yeah I feel like just sitting still with just nothing like Mm -hmm. you're you're just surroundings I feel like that's the hardest thing for a seven Mm -hmm. but it's the most important thing because I feel like in those moments you really can think about the now and what you want and Mm -hmm. like crazy things about the world (laughs) (laughs) and recognize the beauty in
0: in the present moment and that there really is true happiness when you can
1: be present yeah and uncomfortable emotions can be a good thing Yeah, yeah exactly okay so one thing that I just want to say is that um you know because it's so hard to be in the present, like we just said, like maybe sitting down and like taking moments to yourself or meditating or whatever, sometimes these can bring up very difficult feelings because you haven't processed them in a long time. So I would highly recommend like counseling or therapy because Mm. then you can talk over these issues that you're just, because sometimes a lot of the sevens, at least that I know, they don't even, they're so used to distracting themselves from the bigger pains and issues that they don't even know that they exist anymore and I think when you are mindful and you are trying to be more in the present and like f- you're feeling your feelings for the first time that can also bring up a lot of issues so I would highly recommend therapy anyway mm-hmm. no I agree
0: that's yeah. a great great point of growth for for the seven and it brings us perfectly to where the seven goes in growth which is to the type five Um, They start to take on the healthy qualities of a five. And I see that linked to this therapy piece only because the healthy qualities of the five is being inquisitive, Mm. wanting to learn more. Um, And and so when it comes to the seven taking on that quality of a five, it's learning about yourself, being inquisitive into your own inner landscape and what's going on.
1: What else does it say about the five? (laughs) So
0: sevens can go to
1: five by what? by being more internal and more involved in their thoughts in a less manic way.
0: Yeah, and they can take on the quality of the five of, like, retreating from others a little bit. Um, You know, they they kind of dampen their need to be super social all the time and learn that it's okay Mm -hmm. to be alone and... and Like, overly optimistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So find that little a little inquisitive heart in there sevens yeah. and you are part of the thinking triad so you already got it in ya. <laughs> you. i believe ready
1: you. F- for this part
0: Affirmations. Yep. let's
1: do it it's the affirmation for type seven <clears throat> i am allowed to be unhappy there are beautiful lessons in my pain I deserve to be taken care of. So do I, Aaron Smith. I deserve (laughs) to have somebody take care of me. Oh my
0: God. All right, on to type six.
1: All right. Our loyalists. Yes. Security. (laughs) Security. So six's core fear
0: is um, to be unprepared, to be without guidance and without support. So they're always going towards security, guidance, and having help. Um, Yeah. So how this can appear oftentimes in behaviors of the type six, they can really be almost clinging and always really looking for a sense of control and security in a world that they perceive as dangerous. They do this by constantly watching, doubting, testing, and questioning everything. Now, though, this can be helpful. Um, if it really is helping you avoid terrible situations and and, and anticipate, it can become really unhealthy because I'm sure you know, if you are a type 6 listening, that it's hard to feel that anxious all the Mm -hmm. time. And it's probably more damaging than helpful. Very consuming. Yes,
1: exactly. It's hard to enjoy the day-to-day.
0: Yeah. Or the little things. 100%. So the first path towards growth um, is really just something that you need to shift your awareness towards or shift your understanding for. And that is that uncertainty is actually just an inevitable inevitable part of life. So you will never be able to, and I know this is going to be hard to hear, but you will never be able to anticipate and plan for everything. There's always going to be uncertainty. I feel like a six is hearing this going, challenge accepted. (laughs) But shy away from that behavior. So that's the next step is it's not just knowing this, but it's really embodying that. So saying Mm. and understanding like, hey, I'm never gonna be able to anticipate everything. So therefore it's okay for me to let go a little bit. Yeah. And allow things to just kind of
1: happen. And that's gonna be hard. Mm -hmm. But like even just doing it a little at a time. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna let go of this one issue or this one thing. And I feel like that's gonna be a huge weight,
0: yeah, yeah, I love that. and And something else that's really cool. and I don't know if anyone's uh, familiar with the idea of like manifestation, but I don't even mean in the woo-woo sense. I just mean like our our brains, they will fulfill like a a self-fulfilling prophecy, which means, what you are focused on is what you will see in the world. And so some of us, we can understand this in the sense of like, let's say you got a new car. You got like a, I'm just going to use my car as an example. You got a new, brand new like RAV4. And all Whoa. of a sudden you see RAV4s everywhere. That's because it's in the front of your mind and you start seeing it everywhere. So six is remember that you are seeing the, the terrible and dangerous parts of the world Because that is what you're focusing your attention on. So that doesn't mean that that's all that exists in the world. It means that that is what your attention is focused on. So starting to expand your awareness and maybe affirming that there is joy and greatness and opportunity and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these really great things to come in the world and that it's not all disaster. (laughs) Yeah. So another behavior of a six that can be damaging is projecting this fear and anxiety Onto others, and mm. a lot of sixes struggle with actually projecting it onto authority figures. So some sixes, the counterphobic, is what it's called. They actually are really challenging to authority because they're trying to um, say, like, "Hey, here's why you're wrong, and I can protect us better if I I'm the leader." And I'm, you know, so um, this is a, a form of projection. So when that is happening you are basically telling the world, I don't trust you. And you're mm-hmm. telling people, I don't trust you. And that can be damaging. So it's really important to first just be really aware of when you are
1: projecting and where's that coming from, just similar to the type eight. Yeah. And I think, the big, I think that's similar to all of them. It's like yeah. self-awareness is so yes. important, which is <laughs> why the Enneagram is so important. Exactly. I think it's hard to like fully let go of fear.
0: Yes. Um, But but part of that really comes from like when you notice yourself projecting, that is telling you something about yourself. And so being, again, curious about like, what do I believe about this person Mm -hmm. and what am I afraid of really? And how can I actually use that to overcome it instead of projecting and protecting against it?
1: Mm -hmm. One thing that like when I would do when I was younger is like when I was fearful a lot of things I'd write them down and then I would make a list of reasons why I shouldn't be afraid of it oh wow yeah I like that that's a great practice for a type six yeah so like if I wrote murderers, oh my god I'd be like well only 20% live in my area (laughs) or something like that (laughs) yeah but this type six would be like 20% is pretty high (laughs) yeah and just in case they
0: Yeah. No, I think a big word here for a type six is faith, having faith mm-hmm. and it, it. doesn't have to be spiritual or religious in context. It just means trusting that everything's going to be okay and being able to just let go and also recognize that there are other people in your life who are also there to mm-hmm. protect and to anticipate and to be there for you when things do go wrong and remember when things go wrong, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Unless it's Unless... global
1: warming. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm feeling are we sixes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it is in fact the end of the world. But then, you know, you lived a great life. <laughs> I think if it's actually the end of the world you're allowed to panic, but also that might be the perfect time to let go because what yeah, can you do about it? That's true.
0: And I think that's actually, I know that's dramatic, but I think that's another huge kind of lesson in growth mm-hmm. for the six is that you can't control the whole world.
1: Well, you can't control everything. I agree everything. when I think that like, you know, even when I graduated high school because I was always so fearful of each assignment, I regret like being mm. so afraid that I got a bad grade. And I feel like a lot mm. of people on their deathbed deathbed have similar like words of advice for people is like don't worry about too much about those things yeah because then you're spending your whole life worrying and you're not actually living your life exactly and like when they say they're and I'm just reading from what I've read in the past but like when they're on the deathbed they're like oh I wish I just lived more and worried less yeah yeah I like that
0: lean into that seven wing yeah so sixes go to nines in growth and we've talked a little bit today about nine's unhealthy qualities, but how sixes can actually use nine in a healthy way is that they learn to establish this balance between watching out for dangers, but also being able to trust and relax into the security of their relationships. So the people around them. hmm um, and no, like, they are okay, and they are protected. And that's where nines nines are more detached, and mm-hmm. they let go and give to others. And that's a quality the six can take on, um, just being able to kind of... Let go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Yes. Yeah, Elsa. Elsa sang it first, folks. Oh, and... Nines are known for their sense of comfort. Nines love to be comforted, mm-hmm. and they seek out comfort in, in everything. And that is another thing sixes can do is lean into that comfortability
1: um, and just, you know, relax. Yeah, which is so hard to do, <laughs> we understand. But, like, there's so many ways out there that you can relax, like taking mm-hmm. a bath or, like, um, I guess watching Grey's Anatomy.
0: (laughs) It's true. Well, And it's it's baby steps. Like maybe you just do a tiny bit a day at first Mm -hmm. and then you'll learn to just really love it and you might learn to indulge a little, which though the sevens we want to move away from indulging, sixes maybe you can stand to indulge a little
1: more. Yeah. You ready for the affirmations? I'm ready for it. All right. I am the owner of my own truth. I am safe and protected even when I let go. I trust the intentions of those who love me. Yeah. All right, so five's basic motivation is to learn. Um, You know, they just want to know. What? (laughs) Isn't that logic? Be competent. Okay, learn competent. Tomato, tomato, okay. To observe, (laughs) to see the world, to know... The ins and outs of everything. But in order to feel competent. I think that's my point. It's deeper than just learning. I'm just not that deep. I'm just kidding. I'm really deep. Anyway. And their basic fear is to be helpless and competent and without resources. So they're the knowledgeable type. They just... They want to feel competent and knowledgeable, which is why they learn. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so some of the things that fives tend to do is hoarding and withholding inner resources out of a perception of scarcity and fear of depletion. So,
0: meaning that they are going to hold on to their knowledge and what they do know instead of kind of like allowing it to go out into the world because they feel that if they give that up, um, they it's like they're they're giving away their power and their competency. Mm-hmm. They want to be the owner of that knowledge. So they'll mm. hold on to it tight. Um, and this this also relates to their sense of, like, withdrawing from others and uh, emotionally or, I mean, energetically holding on to themselves. So they're afraid if they,
1: if they... don't hold on to all this knowledge that they're going to feel dumb mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, and, like, not worthy and, like, not... Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I think a lot of, stereotypically, fives can be, like, know-it-alls mm-hmm. because they have to like have every word in and they read about everything so that they can have these conversations and not feel like they're the like odd man out or Mm -hmm. the interesting. Um, so some things you could do is reminding yourself to have faith in your knowledge. Um, or not in yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, not just in your knowledge, because even if you don't know about a topic, like your opinion still matters. Yeah.
0: Um, And it's okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's okay to, in conversation, say like, Hey, you know, I, I actually, I don't know the answer to that, but I'd love to learn from you. You know, you don't have to be the smartest in the room. You can allow yourself to learn from other people, um, and kind of keep an open mind and energetically and mentally open up to the
1: prospect of, of others. Yeah. I like this one. Find a direct way, ways to fill yourself up on the outside. So for example, like you can get a massage, letting Mm -hmm. someone take you out to dinner, sharing more of yourself with someone you trust, allowing yourself to increase the pleasurable ways in which you participate in, in the external world. Um, So like being more purposeful, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Um, One thing that fives tend to do um, is detach from emotions and emotional life, similar to the sevens, but in, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that you can do is become more aware of the choice to detach from feelings. So I think, like we said, for all of them, is like awareness can lead you to so much. Mm-hmm. Like it's like what's the saying um, about the problem? At least you know the problem, or. Oh, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of We're exactly. We're talking about like the recovery <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The first step is admitting. The first step for fives is admitting that uh, you detach from your feelings. Yeah, it's true. I think fives tend to really withdraw emotionally
0: because they want to have an objective view of reality. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big goal Is is if you want to feel competent, you have to be objective because that is the real truth. Yeah. But... You got to also remember to, to put value in your subjective truth because you Mm -hmm. are a subjective human being and you do have emotions and feelings that are present and valid. Just being
1: aware that you're detaching from like, um, like your absence of feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think, and this is important because like, you know, I think in certain relationships, you know, you. You want to just be there for someone instead of being that, like, outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, some friends need that, but then other times it's important to, you know, like, show your emotions mm-hmm. and be emotional with somebody. It's part of life. Yeah, and that's how you're going to connect well with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, make efforts to feel more emotions more often. Um I think a lot of times fives don't necessarily say how they feel, so being aware, but also just like projecting what mm-hmm. you're feeling in different moments in time. Right. Um, start by trying to feel your emotions when you are alone, and then expand when other other people are paying attention. Yes, and something that this was a big lesson for me
0: as a as a type one, but I think it is part of my fiveness, is recognizing that Intellectualizing your emotions is not the same as feeling your emotions. So it's one thing to say, like, oh, I know I have this emotion and I can talk about it. And it's another thing to actually allow yourself to embody and feel it. Mm. Um, And recognizing the beauty in that and and in subjectivity and in your own
1: experience. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then next is. Um, sometimes fibes will distance yourself from others through excessive boundaries, the need for control and fear of external demands. Mm Um this is that withdrawal we were talking about. Um and sometimes it's like it's not a bad thing to want to be alone. Sometimes that's healthy to be alone, but there comes a point when you're like so withdrawn from society that you're not feeling the human emotions Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and almost allowing yourself to um
0: feel overwhelmed by the world like like it's again with kind of that thing we said at the beginning about feeling of of scarce scarcity and Mm -hmm. depletion and it's like fives have this a this really intense pulse on their inner resources and they do not want to give up their inner resources. So the world can seem almost too demanding, which mm. is, is totally true, but trying to understand that you are not actually, and you don't actually need to give up, uh, much of yourself in order to engage in the world. And so being more willing
1: to get out of your comfort zone and mm-hmm. engage more with people. When I think fives put up such a strong wall for their like safety that they, They think there's literally nothing to fix. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're so used to that bubble. It's true. Yeah. Um, So one thing is get in touch with the fear that motivates distancing and wall building. Um, So if you allow yourselves not to hide as much, you can get more in touch with fear and those emotions that we were just talking about. Uh, Move forward into life instead of withdrawing inside yourself right I think fives can get stuck similar to
0: how sixes can with like almost analysis paralysis but it's more mm-hmm. like just knowledge paralysis where you can learn and learn and learn and know and know and know but I know fives can struggle with acting on that yeah, not taking that first step yeah so really ch- challenge yourself again to just like you know, move forward, do something with, with this awesome knowledge Mm -hmm. that you've acquired. Even
1: if it's like once a week, you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go do this with this person. Yeah. Like goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so fives go to eights when they're healthy and, um, when they're healthy, they can re-engage with their lost sense of power and authority. And for eights, that's like what they're good at Mm -hmm. is power and authority. And I feel like When fives kind of work on themselves and um, are conscious in that way, they can start asserting themselves and, you know, impacting uh, others around them instead of kind of like going back into that shell of of the person. Because eights are natural born leaders. They're the ones that, um, you know, take a stand. And I feel like fives, when they're unhealthy, it's like the complete opposite. (laughs) Yeah. And eights, it's like we just said, like eights are doers.
0: So Mm -hmm. fives can really pull on
1: that energy of, like, doing and moving and being a go-getter. Yeah. You can uh, consciously remind yourself that it's okay to own your authority, express yourself more powerfully. Yeah. Um, Take up space. Yeah, take up space. I think fives sometimes, you know, they're, like, stereotypically, like, in the background, like, you know, the quiet ones, you know, the more reserved ones. But, you know, their voices matter. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: yeah, right. I love that. So observe your type eight friends. Yes. We got some affirmations for our fives I out do. there.
1: I am more than what I know. My needs are valid. It's okay to not have all the answers. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. It's deep. Yeah.